20 years ago, Pam and I were standing about a mile from Times Square in New York, waiting for the ball to drop. And we were part of a crowd of, I think they said, three million people. And uh, there were 3,000 policemen there, so we felt safe going downtown for uh, New Year's 2000 in New York City. Good news about that was, yes, we were there for that. Planes didn't fall out of the sky. Computers didn't crash. But that service was over. We got home in time to phone our friends in Edmonton who were at a party, a New Year's party, wishing them Happy New Year's on New Year's Edmonton time. And uh, at this time of year, it's, it's kind of nice to look back and think of what we've done. It's also nice to look back and say, thank you, Lord. We got through that. It wasn't pleasant, wasn't happy, but we made it and we're here. And oftentimes I've heard the last Sunday of the year message being one of thinking about what happened and making plans for the new year to come. But that's all in God's hands. I'm going to talk today about worshiping him and giving him thanks. And so I look at Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, the first two verses is what I want to focus in on. And I read, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and when we saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. We have come to worship him is the theme of my talk this morning. Talk about Christmas spirit. It's been all over the place in the last couple of months almost. And uh, part of that spirit of Christmas is the spirit of giving. But there's so much more than that. Today's scripture records how the three kings or wise men brought gifts and presented them to the newborn king of Israel. They brought gifts of gold, frankincense, of myrrh. We know that story. And we also know that gold is considered the king of uh, metals. It's naturally a gift for one born to be the king of all humankind. They also brought gift of frankincense, which is appropriate for a priest. The Jesus Christ who came to occupy the role of high priest was the one who would open the way to God the Father for us. He came to build the bridge by which we could enter the presence of the Most High and by which God could enact, relate, and walk with us. They also bought the gift of myrrh, a spice that's used in the anointing of a dead body. Why, why at a birth would they bring something to anoint a dead body? But even though, even at his birth, even at that early stage, God set the sign that yes, he was going to die. And we know from our Christian walk that he did die. He did die a horrible death on a cross. But that gift of myrrh was a foretelling of what was to come and why he was here. So those are important gifts, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. Myrrh, pardon me. But they just did not come bringing gifts. Matthew chapter 2 again says, we have come to worship him. 
That's why we're here today. We're worshiping him. And that's the focus of my message. We are here to worship him. It's appropriate for us to acknowledge the gifts to the newborn king, but we must not forget the incomparable gifts that the king gives to us. When we worship him, the Father has these gifts for, what? for us. And these are the gifts from the King. I want to start with that. From the King. The Christ of Christmas is born to be King of our hearts. It was for the kingdom of God that Christ was born as a human. Yet, he lived a sinless life. Jesus Christ preached. He prayed. He performed miracles as he taught his disciples. And by extension, he preached, he performed miracles, and he prayed to teach us. Jesus Christ is the one who God has appointed to be our king. He, God offers us the gift of forgiveness. It's, re, it's reported, in response, we are to report it, or turn away from the life of selfishness selfishness and self-destructiveness. It's not a good place to be. And so, so many times we find ourselves there, but God says, talk to me about it. Let's deal with it, but first, talk to me about it. It's an easy thing, really, to say, Lord, I messed up. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, please forgive me. And the scriptures tell us that if we say that, he is right and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God offers us the gift of forgiveness. For that, we have come to worship him. God offers us the gift of eternal life. He gives us this eternal life because of the generous nature of our loving Heavenly Father. And I read from Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, the gift of God is eternal life. For that, we have come to worship him too. God offers us adoption into the family of God. John chapter 1, verse 12. Yet all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become citizens, children of our God. We have come to worship him because he offers us eternal life. God offers us guidance as we face difficulties and unforeseen circumstances in our life. Reading again from John, this time from John chapter 8. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Because of that, we come to worship him. God assures us of a fruitful and a significant life if we live with him. Great salvation is available to us. Reading again from John, this time chapter 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing if you do not remain in me. For you are a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burnt. But if you remain in me 
And words, my word remains in you. Whatever you ask, and I will be done for you. It will be done for you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing your wilderness. I'm going to stop. I'm going to acknowledge that I'm not 23 years old anymore. And I'm going to put these glasses on so I can read the scriptures properly. Uh, much better. Oh, you look better too. <laughs> <laughs> if you remain in me and my words remain in you, whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Because of that, because God assures us of a fruitful Life, he asks us to worship him, and in return, he gives us that great salvation. And it's also God's promise that we will be with him forever. Again in John, this time, chapter 17. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. He loved us before the creation of the world. Another reason that we come to worship him. God has given us the Holy Spirit to be our companion and our guide. John chapter 14 this time. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. We have come to worship him because he gives us the Holy Spirit. These precious gifts came from God the Father. And they come to us through Jesus Christ, God the Son. They are perfect, they're precious, and they're permanent. And they are personal for each one of us. Forgiveness, eternal life, adoption to the family, facing difficulties in uncertain times, uh, being with him forever, eternal promise, and the companion of the Holy Spirit being with us here today and through all of our days here on this earth. These were gifts from the king. Now I want to talk to us about gifts that we can bring for the king as we come to worship him. The three kings brought valuable gifts and presented them to the Christ child. They could have known about the joys of salvation he would bring, but we know them today for sure, the joys of salvation that Christ brings. But whether they knew or not about the joys of salvation, they brought the best that they had to the newborn king, to the baby Jesus. They brought the best. So it follows that we should bring the very best that we have too, for he is our God-appointed king. And we can give Jesus the throne of our hearts. He deserves to be our king because of who he is. He deserves to be our king because of what he has done for us. And he deserves to be our king for what he will do in and through us. That's why we come to worship him. We can offer Jesus our bodies as, as an expression of gratitude for his great mercies to us. Paul taught the believers in Corinth that our lives belong to God because they've been purchased by him in the act of redemption. And I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19 to 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, you were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies, our bodies, the temples of the Holy Spirit.
We come to worship him when we remember that. When we fight the temptations that come our way, to eat too much, to walk down the wrong road, to look at the wrong things, to think about the wrong things. Quick remedy is, Lord, I'm going down the wrong road. Please forgive me, please help me. We can, we can offer um, all Jesus the gifts of thanksgiving accompanied by praises from our hearts, within our hearts. Psalm 50 verse 23 reads, those people honor me who bring me offerings to show thanks. And I, God, will save those who did. Praising God is the greatest gift example that we have that we can give to one another because it brings great pleasure and joy to God. Praising God brings joy to him. But it's also a, a way of, of just witnessing our faith walk with somebody. Um, I have found that the best way to ease into a conversation about Jesus Christ is to talk about what he did for me. People can't argue with that. When I was in this situation, God came along, slowed me down, turned me around, and kept me going. It's very easy to say that. And uh, when they ask for answers, we can say, well, this is what God has showed me about this, and that's why I can say what I say. And then if they ask me a question that I don't know the answer to, I say, I'll, we'll check, but I will check in the Bible because God's word is true, God's word is full, God's word is faithful. I will check in the Bible and I will get back to you. We can do that. All those are, are ways of just sharing our faith with others when we're not sure of what to say. I must tell you people that if you've spent any time in church, you know a whole lot more about Jesus Christ and the gospel and the Father God and the heaven that's prepared for us and the salvation that is ours than somebody who has never walked through the doors of a church or has never really thought about it. And unfortunately, there are many, many people who are in that situation now. We have a chance. I know that... Uh, I, my, my walk has not always been good, but it's been good enough for some people to come to me and say, what have you got? What have you got that makes you so, so easy and so easy to get along with? It's the Lord Jesus Christ bringing comfort and peace and order and hope into my life. That's what I've got. These people honor me who bring offerings to show thanks, and I, God, will save those who do that. It's a wonderful promise, it's a faithful promise, and it's a true promise. Praising God is the greatest gift example that we can give to others. Parents for our children, uh, workers for our co-workers, classmates for classmates, workmates for workmates. The three, the three kings taught us that the spirit of Christmas is not just the spirit of giving. They teach us that the spirit of Christmas is the spirit of worship. And they say, we have come to worship him. That's why we're here today. That's why when we walk out of here and we have our, uh, our times alone with God, we can say ourselves, Lord, I'm here to worship you. That's why we can say to the Lord right now, as a body of believers here at West Meadows Baptist Church, we have come to worship. We have come to worship you, Lord. It was God the Father who initiated the spirit of Christmas by giving us his son. His son to be the savior of the world. 
We should love and worship God because he first loved us. When we give him that worship, we quickly find out he is a generous giver. He looks after us in ways that we could never imagine. Uh, just in our own experience, um, we uh, drove a car for over 10 years and uh, it just died last fall. And it was, <laughs> it was kind of a, a tough situation. We needed a car, we needed it fast. And uh, it's a crazy mixture, but a friend of ours, the husband of a friend of ours died suddenly. He had a car available and she made it available to us and we didn't miss a beat on, uh, on uh, transportation sort of thing. We didn't know where we were going to get the new car from, but uh, we knew we needed one. And there it was. Somebody doesn't have to die for us to get what we need from God. But he's got this thing ordered. He's got it all worked out. And those of us who have been around for a while, we know that when we look back, we can see where God has said, Oh, yes. I can fix that. Oh, yes. Walk this path. Don't walk that path. Oh, yes. You have a relationship that is worth salvaging. Stay with the partner you, you started with. Stay with, the, with the, uh, the walk that you started with. Stay with the Savior who died for you. True worship is bringing the best we have for God. And God's response is far more than we can ever hope for. And for some of us, we won't know what some of those responses were till we get to glory to be with him. But the ball be very apparent. And through it all, the hand of God has been on our lives, those of us who have put our trust in him, step by step, day by day, minute by minute, second by second. He's right there with us. So, as I come to the end of this short message, I want us to remember that giving accompanied by worshiping God is the true way of experiencing the spirit of Christmas. We come to worship him. Will you bow with me as I pray, please? Father God, we do worship you. We acknowledge that that word can mean so many things, but it boils down to this. We acknowledge you are God. You are king. You are ruler. You are creator. You are Lord over all. And you are the Lord of my life. You occupy the, occupy the rightful place in my heart where I can come in times of thankfulness and in times of, of uh, searching and, and, and needing direction. You're there, Lord. And we come to you today. We worship you with our hearts and we say, praise be to you, O God, for the unspeakable gift, the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, who came to be with us and to be like us when he took on the form of human flesh. You carry us, Lord. And we can just do nothing more than, nothing less than say, God, we worship you. You are indeed Lord of our lives and worthy indeed of all, worship, all our praises and worship. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.